Welcome to Orbit, daily reflections for a God-centered life. Hello and welcome back to Orbit, a short daily reflection to help you center your life around God, brought to you by the team behind Satellites. I'm Sam and uh, I'm continuing to lead us through Colossians 1 this week. So once again, we'll look at scripture, allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. We'll uh, spend a little time reflecting and praying upon what we hear and then thinking about how we might practically put that into action. So let's crack on and we'll start with today's reading from Colossians 1, 18 to 20. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn from among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through his blood shed on the cross. So, if you've been about Christian community for some time, or for even just a little bit even, you might have heard of this idea of the church being like the body of Christ, the body of Jesus. And it's one that Paul uses elsewhere in the New Testament. But notice that it's only here that, that, that Paul talks about Jesus being the head of that body. It's an interesting picture if you break it down. You know, if we're all the other body parts and carrying out all the other functions that the body carries out, then Jesus is primarily the head, which might just tell us something about how we should approach this supremacy that Paul is talking about here, the supremacy that Jesus has over the church. Now, very quickly, let me give a definition for that word supremacy so that we're all on the same page. The Oxford Dictionary defines supremacy as the state or condition of being superior to all other in power, authority or status. I'll say that again. The state or condition of being superior to all other in power, authority or status. So, what does that then mean for Jesus to be the head, to be supremely above all else in the church? And how might that inform how we, as the family of God, as the rest of the body of Jesus, might act under this supreme authority of Jesus? Well, I'm going to jump right into this idea of Jesus being the head. So if you think about it right, the head, my head. If you can see me, if you are watching my beautiful face right here, we have my brain up here. Some would even question its existence. I can guarantee there is some grey matter in there. You've got my eyes, got my ears, you have my nose, got my mouth, my chin, my other chins, uh, and then you've got my glasses on the on the face. But that's not really part of my head, is it? Anyways, the point I'm making is to say that Jesus is the head is to say. Is not just to say that he is just sitting at the top of some kind of body, but there is a poetic, a poetic picture being created here by Paul about what that could mean. So in 
the head, as I've said before, is the brain. So what's the, what does the brain do in specific? Well, in the Johns Hopkins Medicine website, Johns Hopkins Medicine's a big hospital attached to a very important university called Johns Hopkins University in America. They define the function of the brain like this. The brain is a complex organ that controls thought, memory, emotion, touch, motor skills, vision, breathing, temperature, hunger, and every process that regulates our body. So essentially, the brain controls everything. Jesus, his very way of living and his very way of being should be the regulator, or in other words, the person who says what goes when it comes to what we hunger after, how we feel things, our spiritual temperature, if you like, the way we see things and everything else that I don't have time to describe. Jesus is the one who sets the agenda, not leadership in the church, not even the people of the church. The people of the church are to discern the mind of Christ. And Jesus reveals himself through the scripture, but even the scripture is under Jesus' authority. So as an extension of this thought of the church being directed and, um, and, and led by the command centre of the mind of Christ, then also we are shaped by the senses of Christ. If we go a bit deeper into this picture of him being the head, we are shaped by what he sees. We are shaped by what he, if he smells. We are shaped by what he says. We are shaped by what he hears. That obviously doesn't mean that if Jesus says he doesn't like ketchup, we are all then to say that we don't like ketchup. Which also, for the record, ketchup is disgusting and should never be anywhere near a roll and bacon. But that's by the by. But my point is, is that if Jesus says something, we follow. If he smells something, that informs how we act. If he hears something, that informs how we think. If he sees something, that informs how we live. And it all comes through his mind. It all comes through his thoughts and it filters through the rest of the body. But notice that that leaves one sense. Touch. If Jesus is the head, if he is the supreme leader above all other leaders, he is the head, then maybe our primary responsibility it's been the hands and the feet, the physical representat representation of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit on the earth. Commissioned, approved to represent and to touch the world with his goodness, his redemption, his transformation. Maybe through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are to be the ones who deeply feel the pain of the world and bring this to God in prayer so that he may pour out his healing. He may pour out his heavenly reality and turn things upside down. 
Maybe we are to be the ones who walk in to every environment with the presence of God and in our very being because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. People encounter something of the reality of King Jesus. You are the ambassador of Christ, the one who represents the authority and the reality of King Jesus. So let's pray. God, I thank you that you are bringing all things from death into life through the renewal of your, through the renewal that your son brings through his death and resurrection and the infilling and the pouring out of your spirit, God. So God, I ask that we would be captured by this vision of being the hands and the feet of Jesus, the commissioned ambassadors of Jesus who represent and who impose the authority and the reality of King Jesus on the earth. And may we know that we are the ones tasked with the commission, tasked with the mission of being your agents in this death to life mission. Amen. So I'm just going to give a little bit of time for reflection, for us to just think about what God is saying to us. And now, practically, what does this mean? How can we start to put this into practice or do something in a new way? So this is what I thought of, right? Take a piece of paper, not on your phone, not on a laptop, a piece of paper. Write down three environments that you spend a lot of time in or write down a couple of environments or maybe someone specific or a group of people specifically that you spend a good amount of time with. And then um, write down below each heading, so say it's family or a football club in school, write down, God, what are you saying to them just now? What are you seeing in them? And then, God, ask God, rather, <laughs> say, Holy Spirit, how do you want me to represent Jesus to them at this time? Write this down. Share it with someone to keep you accountable to actually doing it. And you will be knocked over time and time and time again. How God will answer those prayers. God will stay faithful to his word by bringing in his kingdom. By bringing things from death and people from death to life. All for his glory. Thank you for listening today. And have a great day. Thanks for listening. Join us tomorrow for another episode of Orbit.